0: Good morning. Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Our service this morning will be led by the Senior High School Youth Group. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. We welcome persons of all religions, ethnic and racial origins, sexual orientations, abilities, and other circumstances. We extend a special welcome to the visitors this morning. We're glad you're here with us, although we can't be in the same space. Unitarian Universalists come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every human. In the spirit of that heritage, let us connect to the divine in our midst by greeting each other in the comments on Facebook or simply sensing the connections that exist between us.
1: Me in saying the words by which we light our chalice, which are written in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church, and the service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another.
2: Hi, my name is Ocean. I've People people often ask. But first, you use projector. We learn from different ways, like Genderism, personality, journalism, journalism, and more. As you use of the first few source of answer, awesome. you find you find mentally in your mental segment. This we say to the To the we no ourselves, Transform lies and do justice. To both the bee, the bee loves
3: In every town and village, in every city square, in crowded places I search the faces, hoping to find someone to care. I read mysterious meanings in the distant stars. Then I went to schoolrooms and poolrooms and half-lighted cocktail bars. braving dangers going with strangers. I don't even remember their names. I was quick and breezy and always easy playing romantic games. I wined and dined a thousand exotic Jones and Janes in dusty halls at Dubutante Balls. On lonely country lanes, I fell in love forever twice every year or so i wooed them sweetly was theirs completely but they always let me go saying bye now to need to try now no need to try now you don't have the proper charms too sentimental and much too gentle i don't tremble in your arms Then you rose into my life like a promised sunrise, brightening my days with the light in your eyes. I've never been so strong. Now I'm where I belong.
1: I invite you to pause for a moment, to bring your full awareness to this sanctuary, this sacred space, to breathe. To remember your breath. Often when we meditate, we close our eyes. But this morning, I invite you to keep your eyes open. To open your eyes, your ears, your hands, your heart. Notice the aliveness of your own body. Can you hear your own heart and your own breath? Can you feel it? Notice also the aliveness of the world around you and let the aliveness of this sacred space, your sacred space. Let your senses be awakened here, opened to color and shape, to sound and light, to music and breath, to the spirit of life that animates all things. This is a house of worship, our house of worship. We gather here to give worth and meaning to our lives, to honor the presence and the mystery of the divine that greets us in our coming in and our going out, in our very being, in our being here. We who have come here today To this house of worship have brought our whole selves, all of who we are, our exuberance and our worries, our grudges and our awakenings, our distractions and our callings, the storms and joys of being human. We have brought our dreams for this religious community and our passions for the values we cherish most. I invite you to bring to your consciousness your dreams for our house of worship for this community of love and care. What dreams do you bring? What blessings will you offer? What word of hope and inspiration do you carry? Let us take a moment of silence together. In the silence, allow a word or a phrase to come to mind a word of blessing, a word of hope, a word of intention. We will end our silence at the sound of the chimes.
4: We're gathered here to celebrate the lives before us and what is to come for the youth in our congregation. Today, we honor four people as they each move from being a youth to becoming a young adult. These youth are Julia Heilrain, Ocean Pierce Shimamura, Sage Hirschfeld, and Will Snyder. Unitarian Universalists honor milestones like these to celebrate as a community and witness each other's growth and development in mind, body, and spirit. We also honor and celebrate our eighth graders as they graduate middle school and begin their high school journeys. Today, we are welcoming Casper Legault, Juliet Quisenberry, Mayan Stedman, and Scarlett Quisenberry to the high school group.
5: Moving from middle school to high school is a very exciting time that can also create a little uncertainty and maybe even some anxiety, especially in these uniquely uncertain times. High school will be full of new experiences and discoveries. And while you are journeying into these adventures, your church family is here to encourage, support, and love you along the way. During high school, we hope you dream big. There will be times when you fall short of your own expectations. If it gets hard, remember that here at First UU, you have a community that loves you, that will hold you, and that you always have a place here where you belong. To Mark your entrance to high school. We have sent you
6: a kaleidoscope as a reminder that things will always shift and change. But you can find beauty wherever you find yourself. High schoolers, let's make a bridge to welcome Casper, Juliet, Mayin, and Scarlett, our newest members of the high school group.
4: This bridging ceremony is not a farewell, but rather a celebration of these beautiful souls that have developed before our eyes into young adults. This is an opportunity for us to recognize these youth, to bow to their successes thus far, to acknowledge them for all that they are and bring to this world, and to surround them with love as they move towards what is yet to come. It is an opportunity to make sure they know that no matter where they go, far from here or next door, this will always be a place where they can call home, a place where they belong.
2: This ritual also honors the dedication of this religious community to provide a liberal spiritual home. But these four we celebrate today, we also recognize the love and support of their family, the commitment of teachers, advisors, and the contributions of time, money, and support of every one of you. Without this dedication, we would not be here before you this evening.
4: Julia, Sage, Ocean, and Will, together we see you We love you, and we are in awe of who you are. Who you are right now is enough just because you are, and yet you are not finished. You will do and be more wherever your path takes you because life and learning continues wherever you go. We celebrate you, your presence among us, and in the world. We celebrate this community that you enrich by your vibrant presence. The bridging ceremony is a rite of passage that welcomes these bright and energetic people into the blessings and responsibilities of adult life. The bridge has two sides. One is childhood and adolescence where they have become leaders and role models for their younger friends and acquaintances. The other side is exciting and a vast frontier of the unknown full of boundless opportunities and new challenges. We, the adult members of this church community also stand on the other side we stand on the other side with our arms open to welcome them, our minds prepared to mentor and learn with them, and our hearts prepared to share life together with them. Next, I will call your names to recognize you as an adult member of the congregation and begin your new journey. Parents, please present the gift we have mailed when their name is called. Julia Heilrain. I'm also going to get it. <laughs> Ocean Pierce Shimamura. Sage Hirschfeld
0: I'm old now
6: <laughs> Will Snyder It is our tradition to present each bridging youth with a chalice It is my privilege, privilege and pleasure on behalf of the congregation to pre- present you with a chalice As a token of our love and care for you It also carries our wish that your future be rich and rewarding
5: While we are honoring you here, their first UU young adult group is in another Zoom meeting, waiting to welcome you on the other side of the bridge. You'll find the meeting ID with your chalice. I'm going to join them now and tell them that you're coming, and I'll see you in a few minutes. May you
6: be brave enough to expose your aching woundedness and reveal your vulnerability. May you speak your deepest truths, knowing that they will change as you do may you sing the music within you composing your own melody playing your song with all your heart may you draw paint sculpt and sew showing the world your vision may you write letters poetry biography slogans graffiti the great novel laying bare your words to love and hate may you love even though your heart breaks again and again and until the end of your days May your life be filled with possibilities and courage.
4: Julia, Ocean, Sage, and Will, we're gonna say goodbye to you in a moment as we send you off to be welcomed into the young adult group. Let's all make a bridge to symbolize the transition you are making.
6: High schoolers, we bless you today. May your mind be on fire with wonder and wisdom. May your heart be aflame with love for this life. May your hands be ignited with purpose. And may your spirit be aglow with courage and compassion. You are a light unto the world. Amen and blessed be.
7: My name is Julia Heilrain and I use she, her pronouns. So I'm a born and raised third generation Unitarian Universalist. I love being UU, and I feel incredibly privileged to have grown up in this faith. Because I've called UU Spaces home since I was so young, I felt like writing this homily shouldn't be very difficult. I've also written a homily for every other Youth Sunday I've ever been a part of, but this was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever written. It wasn't for lack of inspiration, though. I had lots and lots of ideas. I thought about writing about how even though the room that we meet in every Sunday is called a sanctuary, I've been able to find what I call sanctuary in lots of different places. And then I thought about how, to me, sanctuary really isn't a place at all. It's a feeling, a feeling of safety, of belonging, and of peace. The physical location just doesn't really matter to me. And then my mind went on long tangents of all the places I've ever felt sanctuary. The church building, URU, the UU summer camp I attend every year and the back of my friend's cars as we drive down the highway with the windows down, blasting Shut Up and Dance with me and singing along like we're 12 years old. The list can go on and on. As I was thinking of all these places and moments and feeling that I was calling sanctuary, I started to realize that there was a common thread between all the instances I thought of, and that was the people there with me. So then I started down a long trail of thinking about all the life-changing connections I had made through Unitarian Universalism. I thought about the friends I've met through youth group, through rallies, and through camp. I thought about the mentors I've connected with through these same avenues, and I thought about the youth younger than me that I've gotten to work with and mentor. And as I thought about all these people, and thought about all the times we've had together and memories we share, I remember something I was told by one of the advisors at UbarU just last year. This advisor and I were sitting on the porch, and it was around 6.30 in the morning. Everyone else was still asleep, and we had a glorious five or ten minutes before I had to go do- start doing things for the day. It was one of those perfect Texas mornings. It was late enough that the birds had started to wake up and sing their morning songs, but it was early enough that it hadn't gotten above 85 degrees or So I looked over at the advisor, and I said, I love this place, and I meant it with all my heart. He sort of laughed at me and said, it's pretty cool, I'll give you that, but... This place has never been about the place. It's always been about the people. In that moment, I rolled my eyes, got up, and walked back towards the cabins. Because for me right then, it did feel like it was about the physical space. The trees, the birds, the sky. But that night, when I finally had another quiet moment to myself, I thought about what the advisor had said. And I thought about all the times the so-called perfect place we were in hadn't been so perfect or ideal. I remember lost keys and broken-down vans full of hot, tired children. I remember one year thinking that we lost a camper, only to find him asleep on the couch under a pile of blankets. I remember just the week before when there had been a tornado at camp and we'd been stuck in the bathroom with sobbing campers. I remember the years and years that the drought was so bad we couldn't have campfires. And I remember the one year we had a counselor go to the emergency room because she got sunburned so badly. And yet, through all those crazy moments when the imperfections of our physical surroundings became so clear and obvious, I remember that feeling of safety, that belonging, that peace, all the things that add up to the feeling I've come to call sanctuary. All this to say that one of the things I think you use do best is build community, create spaces where people are free to be whoever it is that they are, and foster safe, loving human connection. And in that connection is where I found my sanctuary and where I hope you will be able to find yours and become, for, and become as grateful for it as I have. So homilies and sermons are supposed to end with a message, something that the people listening can take away from the service. And I want to take a second to recognize the fact that I just talked a whole lot about human connection and being together and all that kind of stuff during a global pandemic when being together could very well get you very sick. But at the same time, to everyone in this community, I urge you to find ways to connect and to value the time that you get to spend with people, however you are spending it, even if that is virtually, because more often than not, you could find sanctuary in that time if you were looking hard enough. And more specifically, to the youth in this community, especially those who are just now aging into high school and those who have a few more years left before they graduate and Bridge. Y'all stop for a second, take a deep breath. Now go enjoy the time you have in the UU youth community. And why are you, you, go to events? Yes, even the virtual ones and push your heart into those youth led worships. And try not to get too bored during covenant meetings. Never lose the sacred silent football. Try to give Groovy Juice at least a chance and always remember to ask the three-headed monster all your questions about life. Take a million pictures and videos of everything you do and don't worry about the advisors saying you're on your phone all the time. Laugh, cry, and do ridiculous things that youth will be talking about once you're gone. Cherish these memories, these moments, this feeling of sanctuary.
2: Hello, my name is Will and I use he, him pronouns. Before I tell you about the first time I attended this wonderful church, there are a couple of things that you need to know. Number one, I like to joke around and have fun. I think the way I came to this church is pretty funny, even though at the time I was horrified. Number two, I'm trying something new in talking in front of the whole church. In the past, I've stuck to the music and I'm putting myself out there this time for a homily. And number three, I like to keep things short and sweet when I can so here we go the first time i came to church i was just starting high school and had no interest in joining a new religious community i had gone to an episcopal school since i was six and had written off the concept of spirituality but my mom was very clear when she said that i needed to go to church and now i look forward to it as much as anything else in my life the start of my church going experience was rocky On the very first day, I was scared. I didn't know anyone, I wasn't confident enough to talk, and I had come on the wrong day. I didn't know it at the time, but my first day at the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin was one of the youth group advisors last. She was leaving the church, but since I had never been there before... I didn't know that. So when everyone in the room started crying, I was surprised and confused. I had no idea what was going on. And when I left, I told my mom that I never wanted to come back. But there I was the next week, checking in for the first time and learning about what Unitarian Universalism was. I can't imagine my life without it now. I've come a long way since day one at the Fuca. In the past four years... I've learned about my own personal spirituality and made connections that will last for the rest of my life. The kids in the youth group have taught me a lot about life and friendship, whether it was making empanadas from scratch or being convinced to give this homily. You have pushed me out of my comfort zone, but been by my side the whole way. And the advisors provided the space for me to grow and gave me life advice that I'll remember as I go out on my own. Finally, I would like to say that I am planning on continuing to go to a UU church after youth group. I can't imagine suddenly leaving such an important part of my life, and I want to thank everyone who goes to church, runs the church, or helps the church in any way. You have helped me get through some tough times, and I appreciate everything you do. Blessed be, y'all. Blessed be.
0: Good morning. My name is Sage Hirschfeld. I use they, them pronouns, and I am a senior in the high school youth group. This is my fourth Youth Sunday, but I have never had one quite like this, both because of the global pandemic and because this is my first time giving a homily here, so here goes nothing. I had a lot of trouble starting to write this homily because I had in my head that I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to make everyone laugh and cry and think very profound thoughts and feel divinity within themselves by the end of these five minutes. But that was getting overwhelming, so I'm just going to tell you what I know. I know that I am imperfect, and so therefore this homily will also be imperfect. My father already told me, that no matter what I say here, he will be proud of me. Perfect, imperfect, it doesn't matter. To take pride in what is imperfect, that is love. It is easy to take pride in the perfect things, but to embrace what you know is not perfect, that's where sanctuary starts. Love is divinity. In my mind, they are one in nature there is no such thing as perfect everything is exactly as it should be and nothing is the same we do not judge nature and nature does not judge itself so therefore there is no imperfect or perfect that's where sanctuary grows we are not separate from nature I was once told that humans are the only animals that believe they have a relationship to nature. We like to pretend we are barricaded from nature by putting up walls around us and messing with the thermostat so that we can almost forget its presence. But we're not separate. We are nature and nature is us. Nature is also divinity my mind, they are one. It took me a long time to recognize the divine in my life. I used to think the divine was only housed in churches and temples and locations designated holy. The room labeled sanctuary on the blueprints. Somebody wrote it down, and so that's where God lives. Nowhere else. Looking back, Now it seems ridiculous. But back then, it just made sense. But then, last summer, I found a sanctuary where I didn't expect to. I spent June of 2019 in the Besatan Wilderness in Washington State. There were no blueprints out there, and believe me, I looked. I had never been backpacking before. But I was on this 30-day backpacking course with an organization called nulls and I had no clue what to expect. At the beginning of the trip, I was told to only pack three pairs of socks. Now, I thought that was absolutely absurd, because three pairs, 30 days, that math just did not add up. But we were told we only needed three, so I brought three. On the first day, my instructor told us that the first two pairs were for hiking, and the third pair was called your sacred socks. We kept our sacred socks buried deep in our bags as we hiked, protected from the elements. They were our prized possessions. Originally, I thought their title was a joke, but... At the end of a long day of hiking through rain and snow and rivers and mud, putting on dry socks was genuinely a religious experience. There were times when my whole body ached from hiking, and my heart ached for home, and my soul ached for something familiar, and my sacred socks were always there for me, a sanctuary, and I realized... If my socks could be a sanctuary, anything could. A sanctuary isn't made of towering walls or stained glass windows. It isn't candles or pews or emblems. It isn't even a chalice. A sanctuary is where we feel safe when the world is in flux. It is familiarity amidst the unknown. It is connection when we are a stranger to ourselves. It is your favorite breakfast food. It is the trees that grew at your childhood home. It is your mother's voice singing off key from the other room. It is everything you hold sacred and it is rarely in the blueprints. Sanctuary is familiar and it is brand new. It is absurd, it is exciting. It is falling apart at the seams, and it is regrowing just as fast. But mostly, it is imperfect. And yet, we still take pride. That is love. That is divinity. That is sanctuary. Thank you. My name is Julia
7: Heilrain, and I'm a bridging senior member of this youth group. Um, A couple years ago at Youth Sunday, I started the tradition where we thank our advisors during the service. And the first year that we did it, it was a surprise for the advisors. Um, It was super last minute. I wrote the words on the way to church in the car. Um, Even all the youth didn't know we were doing it. It was kind of a mess. But it was really, really fun to be able to surprise our advisors like that. And um, it's become, you know, just one of my favorite parts of the service. And so even though the service does look different this year, um, I wanted to make sure that we did get a chance to still thank our advisors and all the adults who are involved in our youth group.
0: To every adult who has ever driven us across the state for a rally, our chaperoned a lock-in, to every parent who has driven us to church each week and waited on us when we were late, to Reverend Meg and to Kelly and to the rest of the RA staff.
1: We want to say thank you. To Lonely, Jerry, Scar, and and Thank you for giving us a space to breathe, to laugh, to make fun of each other, and then call each other back into Covenant. Thank you for showing up every Sunday.
2: Thank you for not throwing away the cheese puffs long, long after they had passed their prime.
0: This service may be about highlighting the youth. But our group would be an absolute mess without our adults. So we are so grateful for you.
7: Whether you've been around for basically as long as we can remember. Or only just met you this year.
2: We hope you know that you've had a huge impact on our lives. So from the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in saying the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. We hold in our hearts until we are together again.
1: Go in peace, embraced by the light and warmth of our gathering. Go in love, ready again to struggle on. Go in beauty, shining forth like a lamp for freedom.
3: This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.